Your next success begins with University of Maryland Global Campus. For more than 75 years, UMGC has been giving working adults like you the affordable, accredited online education you need to reach the future you want. Because the path to success is different for everyone, we offer more than 125 undergraduate and graduate degrees and certificates, along with personalized support and lifetime career services. Plus, our 100% online and hybrid courses let you learn in the way that fits your schedule best, while affordable tuition and financial resources make UMGC accessible. And with no application fee through August 31st, there's no better time to get started. Find the education you need to create the future you want. Choose from fields like business, healthcare, data analytics, cybersecurity, and more, and take the next step in your career. Apply by August 31st, and we'll waive your application fee. Learn more at umgc.edu. Certified to operate by Chev. Hello. 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 I've one of these for a while. No, I've got a Wiley Coyote. Mark's like a nine-year-old. He likes to show you his tops before he speaks to you. Well, at least and I don't run toys. around in superhero outfits. <laughs> like I could be running around in a Spider-Man kit. Um, so, what are we doing today? We are doing the ick. God, I hate this word. Well, we've spoken about this quite a lot over the years, but you found this article, didn't you? Where was the article? Uh, I think it was in Women's Health. Yeah, so what's the title of so it? So, obviously, it's quite a profound thing for women when they get the... When sparks don't fly... Um, ever gone from head over heels to horrified by touch, then you've got the ick. The ick. And it is actually something that women say that men don't really, in my experience, don't really know about. No. I mean, they get the ick, but they just don't use the language of ick. I thought it'd be quite fun if we went back and thought, sort of thought about teenage ick, because it's very different teenage ick, I think, to more adult ick, like... Mm. Um, Elisa was telling me the other day, Lisa's a friend of mine, lots of you will know her because she's on this channel a lot. And she was saying that her sister really liked this boy. And this was when she was a teenager and then she made a meal for him. And, you know, it was all going really well. And he sat down and, you know, chomped into the meal and looked up and went, this is delicious. And she went, delicious. And he went, yeah, delicious. And in her head, she just thought, I'm never going to see you again. <laughs> Why? What, what did that do? Why? Delicious. Was it what? Was it too polite? <laughs> Don't hell. try and drill that, into that. Hang on. No, hang on. You it. have to drill. No, no. This She's is very what, young. This is what you say so often. Okay. Don't try and under. Hang on. Don't try and understand it, you say. But every man wants to avoid it. But sometimes things are ununderstandable. I would imagine that. The age that she was at, delicious, was a word that she associated That's with harsh. grown up, right. with being suave, with being maybe he was a bit of a bad boy, and suddenly he says the word delicious, and then he's not who he was. But this is very young. I'm no, talking about funny. very young. It's funny. Like I could, I like, I mean, all sorts of things used to give me the ick when I was younger. So, you know, knuckles, if knuckles were weird or if the shape of a knuckles. knee. Knuckles? Yeah, like, I remember once this boy. And I, <laughs> <laughs> knuckles? And, and his knuckles were just, they were just weird and they just gave me the ick. But you, Hands could give me the ick on Well, not. I suppose the first thing you look at in a man maybe isn't the knuckles and then you start to discuss. I mean, I think, well, I think one thing that men maybe get, and I'm trying to think of an example of this without kind of compromising anyone, um, is you can get what I suppose would be the equivalent of a delayed physical ick. 
Yeah, no, but go back to teenagers. What would it be no, about I'm, teenage I'm girls? As a teenager, that's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, right, okay. So, so, I mean, the first ick I got was a snog on a coach at about the age of 11. Had you both had cheese 12. and onion crisps? No, but <laughs> there was too much saliva coming out. Oh! Of and I got such the ick, I wanted to move to another part of the coach, but I couldn't. And every yeah. time I turned to her, all I could see on her lips was that they were a bit shiny. Now, that is very much is a it? young person. Oh, that's a pure it. Oh, pure it. So, okay. so like something re in teenage world, something very, very small can turn something yes. that was nice into something that is just so abhorrent, you can't even believe you're sat next to the person. <laughs> It's frightening, isn't it? Can it can be something as silly as, and I keep reiterating this is teenage stuff because I don't want people to think, oh my God, that's so shallow, that's so awful. Because of course it's shallow and of course it's awful. But when you're a teen, you're running completely on instinct and, and impulse and, and, and lack of experience, innocence. So stupidity. you have quite fixed ideas yeah. of what... Idealised images. Yeah, idealised images. And, mm. and you, know, you know, when you're younger, like, for instance, me, my thing was, oh, I'll never marry anyone who's got kids. And then I married mm. you and you've got two kids. Mm. You know, you're, those, those lists change as you, as you grow up and as you mature and as you realise these things are actually completely irrelevant. Yeah. Um, you know, spring onion breath can finish, can finish the greatest love affair and... Well, I, yeah, I mean, I agree, and, and that's why I avoid spring onions. That's why I, I hate it in other people's mouths. Oh no, no, no! So but much. not just that. But um, you know, garlic. I mean, like the last couple of days has been quite tough with you because you've you've thought that I've not wanted to kiss you, and I have, but I've just wanted to avoid the the pong, which is not garlic. hideous. No, but it's just not nice. But yeah, exactly. It's just. Uh, yeah. it's just I like, love oh. garlic, but I don't like the smell of it. Like, I like garlic. But we're at an age where it's not like, oh my God, she smells of garlic, I've gone off her, which no. would happen in teenagers. It's like, oh God, she's had garlic. I wish she hadn't because I don't want to go near her, which is a very different thing. Yes. So if it was my first date with you and I was a teenager and you turned up smelling of garlic... I mean, like, I'm mindful of it. When Maddie was first starting dating and I knew she was going to see somebody, I would purposely not put garlic wow, in the food for a couple of days. Yeah, because I knew. I mean, I worried about... I didn't have the name for it, the ick. I mean, I've said this before, I think. But I always worried that girls... I, I, w I would do an X-ray scan of my body for physical insufficiencies Ick or ickiness. Yeah. And the, I'm not being... I'm not being sort of arrogant, but the only part of me that I always honed in on was, of course, my bad toner. Which would be very ick possibilities for a teenager. Well, and that's why I concealed it and I used to... I, I used to literally in my room practice holding a girlfriend and, and, and settling down, you know, falling onto the bed. And I would kiss a pillow whilst doing it. And try and hide your No, tongue. no, and whilst I do it, like a snooker player, because if you take your foot off the floor as a snooker player, you've <laughs> committed a foul, foul shot. And like a, I'd watch snooker thinking, God, how's he keeping his foot and his oh, toe on the floor? And I, I would do it and I'd fall and I'd keep my toe on the floor. And then it was impossible to hump the pillow because, of course, your, your toe was on the floor. Isn't it funny? Because I actually felt like that about my entire body. There was no part of my right. body that okay. I didn't think could be ick. Hmm. So I was just, my nose, I that, that your, your toe was my whole body. I right. felt like that way about it. Oh, I mean, your, your, your toe, to be brutal, people are going to be wondering oh my what the God. hell his toe is like. Oh my God, did it give you the ick? No, God, no. God, no, no, no. I'm talking about when you're a teenager, you might go, oh my God, have you seen that boy's toe? What's wrong with his toe? Like, it's just brutal. It's young love. 
is very, very brutal. Not for everybody, but... I remember Vicky Peveril screaming so loudly when we were playing bench football. Very sexist time where the boys would play bench football, the girls would sit on the side and then the girls would come up and play. And I missed the ball, hit my foot against the bench and everyone paused because they could see I'd really hit my, my foot. And all that you could hear was... And everyone was aware that something skidded across the hall. And it was my bad toenail. Oh my God. And I looked at the bench, I was like this, and all the girls were like... Oh no, the nine. worst nightmare. Yeah, my toenails But then, but So problem. that's those silly... It's been a thorn in my foot. Ever since. <laughs> so that's those shallow, yes. very shallow, very innocent, immature attitudes to physical any, things. Yeah, you haven't given us many examples though from your teenage years. Just knuckles I used to be weird about. <laughs> But no, teenagers. It would Knuckles. be. It, it would possibly be more things people would say. Ah. So, like what I would see as character defects. Right. So, <clears throat> for instance, it's they could try thing. too hard. Yeah. And be too keen. Right. Or too soppy. Yes. Or a bit sharp. Yes. Or I think, oh, you're not very nice. You're not a very nice person. Or they might say something not very nice to somebody else, or there might be a bit of... All of that would give me the ick. But what makes the ick different to just not liking something about one? Or, I think or... the ick means you have liked them, you have fancied them, and then something that they do turns you off. It's like saying turn off. Right, oh, right, okay. And it's, and, but, but I think you've got a good definition yeah, 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 there, no, haven't no, you, no, by no, the it's intriguing. I'm going to read that in a minute, but I mean... I, Which know... might be a good idea, because maybe people don't know what we mean. Okay, well, women... <laughs> I've never seen it actually written down properly. Well, can I just share one more example of what was the it when I was a kid? A teenager. That's my stomach, so I'm starving. 16, 8. Um, 16, 8's our fasting, by the way. In you wonder why on earth you just said some remember... random numbers. <laughs> 7, 4. Um, we fast for 16 hours and eat for 8. 3, three 9. <laughs> Um, I remember really fancying this girl at school, you, you know this story, but I remember really fancying her and I remember sitting in a sort of common room and she came in and as she walked in, she, I was looking at her, I was going, God, she's so gorgeous and she tripped and she fell in such an ungainly fashion across the room, a bag went everywhere, she was carrying a drink, that went everywhere, I think her skirt probably blew up and it was just like, it was a crumpled heap of embarrassment. I went off her in seconds. I got the ick. <clears throat> Right, okay, well, I've got some psycho bubble babble. Mm. Well, I think ex I think I know exactly why that happens. Oh, good, tell me. I think horrible on a fun. cellular level, no. Right. I think that you are, well, we know you are. We are both codependents. Right. Right? And there was a vulnerability to her when she fell over that, on a cellular level, you didn't want, you didn't want something, you like, you like quite difficult, fiery, feisty, stand on their own two feet, not fall over on them, mm. women. Yeah, I think you spent a lot of time feeling like you were looking after your mum. I think you wanted to be looked after and you didn't want to look after. I don't think you had a moment's awareness of this, consciousness of this, when that girl fell over. But there was something on a cellular level that made you go, no. God, in that process of her flying through the, the, the air and landing on the floor, all that was going on. It's like when I, I like men that can cuddle. I've, like when I was younger and I would see like 
somebody cuddle or somebody. Mm. I really liked that because one of the things that I really loved about my dad, because my mum wasn't a cuddler, my dad was a cuddler and my dad mm. would was very easy with himself and the Arab way is very come and sit and come mm. and sit next to me, sit near me, sit, you know, all of that. And so I understood years later that on a cellular level why sometimes I was attracted to people that were more foreign sometimes was because of that sense of, you know, that, that, um, you know, that sort of ecstatic memory that sits mm. in there somewhere. Euphoric recall, you call it, don't you? Mm. In, in that euphoric recall, mm. subconscious euphoric recall that you would get as a, from, I had from a child, which was the Arab side of the family come in, it'd be very colourful. Mm. I mean, there's, of course, loads of complexities to that as well, mm. but lots of colour and warmth and, mm. you know, so... So does Englishness give you the ick? No, no, in I really like... No, well... Does English give me, I mean, that's in a huge topic. Well, no, in rows, you often say to me, when I'm really driving you nuts, you go, you're being so English. Well, when I say English as in, as in, as, uh, if I'm trying to insult you. Yeah. Because oh. don't forget, I'm half English, but the is, is, I suppose when I use it in a derogatory term to you, I mean that you're being tight, you're being inflexible, you're being too particular, too... Organized? Like, no, just sometimes you drill on a detail so much that it just grates on me. And it's just like, I just want to go, just be more Italian, be more Greek, be more oh, garlic breath. You. You're not joking. <laughs> no, but only on occasion. Okay. I'm sure you think a lot of the time I'll stop being a crazy, bloody, loud Arab. Well, I wouldn't put it like that. There are cultural differences. Yes. And that's... That's an amazing thing to have a marriage with cultural mixes, but it has its challenges, like every relationship does, and it doesn't. Like I say, I think the kind of ick that you get from small things is something in a long-term relationship you work out. As a teenager, you can't, because as a teenager, you have this ideology about what a relationship should be, and that it should all be perfect, and you should be feeling happy all the time, and you should just want them all the time, and you should just love every single thing about them. But of course. That's not realistic. Mm. We don't love every single thing about each other. Of course we don't. We love each other fundamentally, mm. but there's lots of things we don't like about each other sure. that if we'd known of them as a teenager, we probably would have split up. Okay. I mean, okay, are we going to get to in a while where you've said I've got the ick and where the ick has impacted on our relationship? Well, and yeah, and you Whether can anyone too. can get back from the ick. And you can too. Yeah, because I want to talk about the fear engendered in me as a man by overhearing conversations between women about what the ick is. I think it'd be really good if you would just read that. And if you don't to, want yeah. to, I'll do it. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm just worrying about people going, what is the bloody ick? Like so the said. ick explained by Chloe Carmichael, who, a PhD, who's a clinical psychologist in New York. She says, when you have a crush, your body and mind become excited and feed off each other. Sounds mm. fun, doesn't it? We call that a psychosomatic reaction. Uh, oh, the screen's just gone off. Sorry. Um, Psychosomatic, though, that, that makes you... It's like when you're psychosomatic, it's fake, isn't it? Because your body tells you... When you have psychosomatic symptoms, essentially your body yeah, your like, body is being I, fake. So yeah, but I, I don't believe off. in psychosomatic because if somebody tells me I've got a psychosomatic pain, but it hurts, I don't care what it's called, it still hurts. Right. So if I've got psychosomatic excited feelings... Well, I don't care if they're psychosomatic. They're excited feelings and they feel good. Yeah, yeah. I... <laughs> so, I've literally been frozen out of being able to read what oh, it is what for about three minutes. No, so uh, if you bear with me, it'll come back. Um, I mean, the thing, I, well, let's just jump ahead and say this and then we'll define it. Because when I, the word ick 
puts the fear of God into me. I mean, it well, really... I think it should. Why? Because I think that too often, not, not just for you, I mean, I think for everybody. Yeah. I, I would say the same with you. If you said to me, oh, this gives me the ick about you. Yeah. I would pay. I would pay heed to that, right? Because I think it ignored icks lead to the end of relationships. Are there gradations of ick? Yes. Oh, thank God. There are because, gradations. Well, because you've led me to believe over the years that as soon as ick creeps in, you can't get back from it. Well, that's when you're not listening to me that I've got the ick, and I say to you, you do not want to ignore this ick because if it goes too far, I won't be able to bring it back. And right. then you've listened. So the, so but it's, it's, it's usually because I've tried to tell... I mean, I can think of other relationships where I've had where I've given a, an ick warning and they've kind of not believed me and I've gone... And then when I've finished it and they've gone, oh, well, why has this happened? I said, well, I did tell you, right. but you didn't want to believe it. So the ick can happen in so many categories, <laughs> can't it? It can happen physically, as with knuckles. It can happen in terms of the way as someone... With knuckles. <laughs> it can happen as in the way someone taught... Well, my fear of toenails. It can happen in the form of actions or things that happen to someone plus the person falling over um but it, so what you're saying is the it can happen just in the way someone talks to you i think, I think if we take out the word ick and we say well, goes this off is about ick. and goes and, and just think about you know what can turn you away from someone i don't want to just say turn off because immediately people think just of sex mm. but what can turn me away what do i this is my definition of ick Yes, when you're a teenager, it's just turn off, turn you off. It's off. I don't right. feel anything now. Um, the ick in a in a long term relationship is the turning away from someone. Right. You know, and that's that is those are the red flags that people choose to ignore. Often because it's something that we might have to change in ourselves right. that we don't want to, right. or there's an embarrassment. If something like if you were to say to me. Nadia, <clears throat> I get I get the absolute ick, which I'm sure you do, from you leaving your HRT patches everywhere, your contact lenses. Like uh, Kiki came up to me the other day with, with my HRT patch. She went, "This is this is getting to the same point as the as your contact lenses." Yeah, it's like you shed your skin. Yeah, so like you shed your skin. So so I've got to hear that you say that. But it's also uncomfortable to hear that mm. because it's so the person has the ick and they're saying I'm turning away, but the other person is also turning away because they don't really want to hear it. Well, it's like you with me and, and shaving and you say it a lot. And I'm, uh, I have said about shaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I'm, and I'm trying to, I observe that now because where I think actually, and I hear that many women like stubble, my woman, my, the woman I'm married to doesn't like stubble. So mm. I have to hear that. I mean, I don't like the... But it's interesting I don't like you the, haven't heard it for 16 years. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. That's turning away from what I'm saying. Yeah, I guess it is. It's everything you're saying. I mean, one thing, one thing I would say, going back to the HRT thing, is I don't like the sticker marks on your back. I know. I, d I don't it's know. A bit off putting. Sorry. No, 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 no. It just because it makes you look like um, a surface that's had lots of stickers on it that have then been pulled off. I heard off. you though. You said that to me the other day. You couldn't reach. And I put it on the <laughs> side now. And I'm trying, it's so hard, I've got a bloody scourer to try, because I thought, yeah, that is horrible, actually, because whether we like it or not, menopause ain't sexy. It yeah. has so many connotations to it that give people the ick. 
menopause, don't mention it. So if you've got five sticker marks on your back saying that this woman is behind, is past her pride. Mm. Now, I don't care. You're a, you're a very kind and a very it. deep person. No, but on a cellular level to go back to the teen, teenage and the ick and where it can come into, that's subliminally telling you something. This is a woman that now needs this stuff. To be the woman that she was. So is a small but vital component of the ick the fact... Sorry, that was Postman. Where were we? Lovely to... No, I was going to say, so a vital but small component of the ick strikes me that it's a reluctance to go towards it or a desire to almost hide it and it gets worse. It's like yeah. if you feel it and you, you squirrel it away, but then the ick gets worse because you know that the ick is a terrible thing to feel. Well, the ick is, yeah, I mean, you know... If you think about all the podcasts that we've had over the over the last few years with the How to Stay Married, everything boils down to can we can you be brave enough to communicate mm. with your partner how you're feeling? Because if it's something that's going to hurt that person, mm. it's difficult to say. Like, mm. take for instance, your shaving. Right. Okay. So, over the years, I've said it hundreds of times, right, and. What I've wanted to say at times is I really hate it when you don't shave. Mm. And it, and I got to the point of saying that and, that, and then that still didn't get anywhere. So mm. you're thinking, so what happens with, say, something like, I'm just using this as an example, is you think, well, does this person just not care at all what I think? Mm. Does it make no difference to them? Or is it because I've, I hurt their feelings every time I say it and then they... Or is it that they've now got a sense of pride about it and don't want to look like that they're... And so all this, like, dialogue happens between a couple silently. Mm. And actually what you're doing is both turning away from the thing that actually is quite a small thing. For many years, just on that note, for many years, not in recent years, but for many years, it was because I had terrible facial eczema. And so I would... Hesitate. That's the most annoying sentence you ever say to me, because that's what you would say. Because I would watch the eczema increase over days. But that was just me being a bloke and not understanding. No, no, no. That was you just being really fucking annoying. Because right. it's like Boris, you would stand and tell me a complete lie and expect <laughs> me to. Absolutely. It wasn't because you couldn't be asked. Okay, the ick has come back up. The definition. So. A psychosomatic reaction is when you have a, you know, when you have a crush and your body and mind become excited and feed off each other. The ick apparently sparks a similar response, but the results are opposite. <laughs> so, quote, it's like a sense of repulsion. You'll notice a sudden absence of arousal that you used to feel about someone. When they kiss your neck, it feels like a grotesque slug sliming down to your clavicle. <laughs> their make-out technique hasn't changed, but your perception of it Yes. Oh my god, I love the slug analogy. Uh, catching it, like the way you've grossed out by the smell of, like the way you're grossed out by the smell of rotten food, your body may be sending a message when you feel the ick. It's healthy to have a revulsion towards what's not good for us. Uh, but the ick is like being having a reaction to something that's toxic and, and potentially sort of bad for you, you know. So maybe it's a sort of survival instinct. Oh, I think instinct. the ick is very bad for you. When you talk about the suppression of unhappiness in a marriage and mm. you feel, for instance, like if you're really irritating me, and I'm sure it's the same with you, I'm not, you know, I'm just as irritating as you are. And like you're in that locked off place where you're just dark and you're just like taking shit out on me. Mm -hmm. And I know it's got nothing to do with me. And I'm suppressing because actually I want to go, oh, just fucking, just stop being such a fucking ass, but you don't want to do it because there's kids and you don't want the big row. 
How does that feel in your body? Like, if you think about that, when you're feeling that way about me, how does that feel? I always feel like I'm literally making myself ill because it's just, it just sits here, it pushes down, it's heavy, it's horrible, it's mm. icky. You don't want to look at the person, you don't want to be near them, you don't want to be... And something that's been a big ick for me in, like, an argument situation is whenever you just go, oh, can't you just give me a hug when I'm still in that place of ick? Mm. That's double ick. That, like, puts ick on ick and makes the ick, like, so much worse. Is that capital letter ick? It's the worst ick of all. Okay. Oh, just tell me that you love me. It's like, why? I fucking hate you at this minute. Why would I tell you I love you? Um, But going back to this idea, where have I got this idea, then, that once you feel the ick, you can't get back from the precipice that is the ick? As a man. I think I think once, and I do think this is, this might sound sexist, but just having spoken to so many women over the years, women tend to take a lot, 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 take, and then suddenly mm. it just their feelings just. Don't, women can be very very brutal once they don't want to know anymore. You've mm-hmm. seen it. You've yeah. seen it with the girls, mm. and certainly with me in the past. With you know, and it's just because suddenly there's nothing left in the tank. Oh, that's a choice analogy. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing left in my tank, literally. <laughs> um, but you probably—it's not you probably the same. Once it's been over with you for someone, it's over. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, you know, a big category I think for men, and and this is this is shallow. This is trying to be you know fearsomely honest. Uh, a lot of it can surround intimacy. And sex. Right. And so one of the biggest dicks I ever had was uh, a relationship with someone or a brief relationship with someone who made so much noise for <laughs> having sex <laughs> that I remember not really feeling like I needed to be in the room. Um, and the window... That was like, like me with the French boy with the baguette. Yeah, the yeah, absolutely. He rubbed, him, rubbed the crumbs off himself but wasn't really rubbing the crumbs. But the problem with it was, was I, I, I literally ended up you know, when you're intimate, you're kind of in it. You should be in it so much that you're not really thinking about things outside of it. And I was so outside of things. I, in the middle of it, said, can I please shut the window? Because the window was open. I didn't want the neighbours to hear. Oh, God. The, and, and no, it, but was she in it? Or did she? Or was she feeling the pressure of having to perform? I don't know, but I had such the ick. But what about if she was just overcome with sheer lust and joy? She might have been, but there was but some... But that wouldn't be good. And so say like, oh, you wouldn't well, think, wow, think, I'm, I'm doing fantastic. I think to make it's myself better down life. the pub later that day, I thought she had a great time. But at the moment, at the it very time, you, I was like, conscious. oh my God, I can't bear this. Oh God. Which is hard to do. Um, so there's that, the way in which people kiss. Sometimes, you know, I used to get the ick when women wore trousers that were too high. I mean, this is shallow when I was young and an appalling individual. High-waisted. High-waisted, and, and, and I think... What about big pants? Not a fan. But, you know, I mean, not a fan, no, but... What about a G-string? Sometimes not a fan of that either. I mean, it's not like one or the other. Uh, no, anyway, so, you know, the ick will, can often kick in in a very shallow fashion, I think, for men. I think, you know, it can revolve. Well, I'm sure it does for women if men do and a certain thing. I mean, I think the thing is, we've got to take the gloves off here and go, listen, let's not be too politically <laughs> but correct. But if you take the gloves off, you'll see the knuckles. <laughs> let's not be too politically correct here and, and pick around yeah. this conversation too much, worried that we'll come across as shallow fucking asses. This is 
part of the journey of being a human being. Yes. These are some of the things that we felt through the time. We know they're wrong. We know they're shallow. We know this. We know that. But what we're talking about here is the almost physical, you're Repulsion. unable to stop it, chemical reaction that goes on in certain situations with other people. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that this uh, psychologist goes on to say is, is that often the ick can be something that's experienced quite early on in a relationship because you do something that she calls relationship binge. You know, you spend an awful lot of time together. Mm. You're up close against each other. So for me, I sometimes can get the real ick around the, the noise that people make with eating. And, and if that was to kick in, that would kick in early if you were spending every minute of every day with someone. Mm. And every Before time you, they, you've grown to love them. And yeah, and sense. then it's like, oh my God, they make so much noise. Are they not aware they sound like cattle? You know, that, that, I mean, that has kicked in before mm. in the past. Controlling. Somebody, I mean, I remember having been with someone who was so controlling that the ick kicked in there, you know. But it, yeah, but I think there's kind of two things here. There's a physiological ick where, as I say, the chemicals kick off and you are repulsed and everything becomes slug-like. But mm. then there's also, there's also just the the turning off of somebody's character where you just think, yeah. oh, you're not quite who I thought you were. And yeah. And I was actually falling for somebody else, but now you've shown your true colours, yeah. then, yeah. And that's that's just growth within a relationship, isn't it? Sometimes you can grow with somebody, sometimes you have to grow away from them. Do you think it's because it rhymes with sick? The ick for me is, yeah, I do. I think it's because it rhymes the with sick. The ick for me is a more, pal it's like a jolt. It's like, there's the natural growing away of the tiredness and the weariness of a person's habits and everything. But the ick, if I'm thinking about it now, and this is a conversation where I'm kind of finding things out myself at the same time. This isn't a conversation. It's a journey, guys. It's, it's a journey. journey. <clears throat> I think you're right. I think ick rhymes with sick. It's like what makes you go, oh, no. Also ick rhymes with prick. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Ooh. You see, for me, the ick for me, and when I've heard other women say it of other men, I mean, I overheard a conversation the other day where someone said, oh, my God, he's giving me the ick. They didn't know I'd heard the conversation. And when I heard the conversation, I literally what turned around into my room and I went, because it's like a death sentence. Mm. When I hear it, it's like, that's why I'm curious when you say you can pivot back. But I wonder if you can pivot back. I think you have to really want to. I think there has yeah. to be a lot of other stuff at play. Definitely. Like the yeah. icks that I've had with you in the past when our relationship was in a very bad way. Excuse when me, you, you had an ick with me? When you were drinking. Right, yes. And I just completely... You know, because you were... Listen, in our relationship, the actual period of time that Mark was actually drinking wasn't that long because he gave up drinking. Three years, wasn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> um, but actually, so when you were drinking and then when, you, when you'd when you stopped drinking and you were just white-knuckling and you mm. weren't having any therapy and you weren't... Any, you were almost impossible to live with. Mm. You were almost impossible. You know, you were extremely bad-tempered. You were... You were, when I say paranoid, I don't mean paranoid in a like psychotic way, but just like you were just so prickly. Mm. That was the thing. You just prickled and bristled. And, and your jealousy, this sounds awful. I don't, Mark would agree with this. this isn't me just having, this is well, stuff. Well, as Mark's, you describe me, I'm getting the ick about no, myself. No, but, but this is stuff that you've worked through. Oh, God, the absolutely. We've talked about ick it before. For me, in our relationship together, is the jealousy. Mm. And still to this day, when I see it fire up in you, I am repulsed, like to wow. the point where I have to run wow. because I don't want to see it yeah. because it's so irrational. Yeah. It's so fucking unfair to me. 
you know because I've told you a million times, you have to take yourself out in a car, phone a friend, go to tea, da da da, have a swim, jump off a mountain, but don't show it to me because it's so dangerous for you. Wow. It's so dangerous for our relationship because the ick is a tsunami. Yeah. I think, yeah, no, I hear you, and I absolutely. Oh, do you hear me, do yeah, you? No, no, well, of course I do. Otherwise, I wouldn't still be sat at this table talking to you. Um, but I, <laughs> I mean, as you described, no, I had the... I but I, I, I mean, going back to it, and this is kind of traipsing over territory that we've done on other, other podcasts, um, I, I absolutely had the ick when you were at your worst in your menopause. It was, mm. it was just horrendous. And, yeah, you know, and, of course, I had an awareness that this was something you were going through a bit... But because but that doesn't because, help sometimes, does no, no, it? No, like it doesn't, I but knew also, you were going through stuff yeah. when you were being the way you were. But often, with me. but often the condition. So you know, I often say it about alcoholism. It's it's a, it's an illness that one of its kind of um, features or hallmarks is that it tells the person who, who's an alcoholic that they're not an alcoholic. And likewise, I think the most difficult part of like moments where you go through a profound hormonal or mental mm. crisis, which, you know, the menopause is, I think it doesn't get the publicity it needs regarding how it profound it. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I think when you were going through that, the difficulty in that and where I got the ick was, everything was screaming out something's different, but to you, nothing was. And that was, you know... That well, was... except except I was very scared because mm. I, I didn't know what was wrong with me. That's yeah. why I make it such a point now to talk about the menopause almost daily because yeah. I don't want anyone else to suffer, not just the woman, but also the partner because it's yeah. very... I mean, in the same way that we talk about addiction, we talk about jealousy, we talk about mm. menopause, we talk about all the stuff that we've gone through because actually... All of the stuff that we've gone through, we come from a place of empathy with each other and yeah. sympathy with each other. Yeah. Like, I have never thought you are an evil bastard. I've never thought, oh my God, that Mark is such an evil bastard. I've always known that where behaviours have come that from, otherwise we wouldn't have lasted, no, no. that were unpleasant or difficult or ick, were from, you know, a... a, a very a place of real struggle for you and mental health stuff that was going on and all sorts of stuff but there's only so long mm. you can salve the ick mm. with that knowledge same mm. with you there's a you knew i was in some sort of struggle neither of us knew it was the menopause we didn't know what it was no. but we knew we were, but after a point you're just the person on the other end of somebody that seems to be completely changing in front of mm. you and so that's difficult well i mean that's always something i talk a lot about is is you know, around, again, just going back to it, because I have, you know, intimate sort of experience of it, you know, with alcoholism, and this is probably another reason that I'm, I'm sort of training to become a counsellor, not just for alcoholics, but for families of alcoholics. I yeah. want to be able to help them too. Because, you know... And why I talk about the menopause, because it's the families yeah, yeah, it of people going through that No future. amount of understanding yeah. whys or wherefores yeah. or how it's uncontrollable doesn't, it doesn't remove the fact that if the behaviour is icky or, or, or damaging to those around you, then, you know, it's hard to sort of stay favourable to that person. Um, this article then at the end gives us a few ick repellents, as they say. Can I just say one quick oh. thing? I think just on, on, the, on that and then go into that, it's because I think, I think what happens because an ick is such a scary thing, like I think we leave it unchecked a bit too long. Okay, and if you're in a new relationship, you might just finish the relationship. But in a long-term relationship, it's so scary when you get that response, when you think, oh, my God, I'll slug. Oh, don't come near me. Oh, don't. 
that we keep it to ourselves because mm. we're scared. Mm. And then all that happens is, is it gets worse. Mm. So if somebody's got the ick that is listening to this and it's a fairly new ick, I would really, really urge you to try and have that conversation or write a note or a text or something. And, and don't say the ick, but say, because if I had my time again, so what I do, say, listen, you know, I'm really worried that whenever such and such happens, whenever you do such and such, it might not be a big thing for you, but I just, it leaves me feeling, don't say to them, you make me feel when you do this, because then people immediately go into defense. But you say, it just leaves me feeling a bit strange about us, a bit distance between us. And I don't like, is there any way we can just have a bit of a talk and try and do something about that? And and then the person is aware, they may, might not change it straight away, but it's quite hard once you've got consciousness of something to completely ignore it. Well, I it? go further, and I think this needs to be folded into a definition of the ick. I think the ick is get roundable if you're in, if you've been in a loving, longer-term relationship, because you will have had a chance, and there must be a reason that you've hung around a little bit in the other better qualities in that person. Not always, but I think that's just broad brushstrokes. Whereas an ick that kicks in quite quickly with someone is perhaps you should listen to a bit more because if it's standing out like a sore thumb so mm. early on, is that not only going to become far worse? So what I'm saying is, is if someone you fancy trips up and eats really loud food and screams when you're you have compatible. sex, I'm going to run in the opposite well, direction. Well, because you're not compatible. I mean, you're I looking want... For, you, you, if, there's compat if the fundamentals of your relationship are compatibility yeah. and a genuine... Um, affection for the mm. other person then you can maybe work through an ick but right. if you're on unsteady ground and then an ick kicks in I, i've got an extraordinarily explicit ick but maybe i should keep that secret yeah i think Is i it should fanny farts <laughs> it's not a million miles away from that it's not a million miles away from it that. really makes me laugh how men aren't, aren't keen on fanny farts when it's all i do fault. remember going into a it's room it's actually on... men's fault no. women don't have fanny farts on their own <laughs> Oh, I see what you mean. I once had a, a, a girl who I really fancied when I was a teenager run into the room, hurl herself on the bed, pull her legs up and do a fanny fart. And no, I was it wasn't like, her fanny. You, don't, you can't spontaneously fanny she fart. She could. No, Mark. She would, she was so, quite, yeah, fanny farts... Fanny farts happen yeah, in intercourse. I know. And I think I got the ick the first time I'm, I made love. I'm now using the phrase. Oh, don't say made love. That oh, my God, is it giving you the ick? Okay, the oh, first time I had you. sex, no, you don't. You and want someone, to get your rocks away. No, and someone, and someone said, "It's my time of the month." That gave me the ick. So anyway, on that note, but did I tell you about the the woman who screamed a lot? She screamed a lot and ate a bowl of bran flakes really loudly. It was really At the same strange. time? Yes. Whilst you were having sex? No, darling, there are two things that oh. give me the. Okay, God, so let's quickly get to ick repellent. So these are the things. Uh, you know, these are foolproof relationship must-dos if you're getting the ick. So the first one is fight, not flight. When some people experience friction in a relationship or discover something about their special other they don't like, they may activate the ick as a way out. Um, this psychologist says, explore new resources for relationship management, books, podcasts, like ours, or even therapy. Fight, not flight. So that's your thing again of wanting to make it work, trying to find a way around the ick that makes you sick because he's a dick. But 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 what I would say is if you're in the, if you're in the side of a relationship where somebody is trying to tell you they've got the ick, do not not listen to them because they're trying to fight for the relationship. Mm. And if you don't listen to them, 
then they might fly instead. I think more women get the ick than men, though. I do think because a, women are more sensitive to other people's feelings. I do than think. Men are. I think it's a much more female leaning thing. Uh, the, the, I love being sexist. <laughs> the second thing. I know I shouldn't, and I know people go, "Hey, you're a woman, you can't be sexist." But there are differences between the sexes, and it's yeah, as simple as that. Um, the second uh, sort of relationship must do or ick repellent. I like that ick repellent is flip their flaws. Ever seen someone you love with a bogey? Sure, it's not exactly cute, but it shouldn't make you want to leave the ship. Um, you have to see your special other as a human with imperfections. Kick unrealistic expectations to the curb, not your partner. Aim to be compassionate and non-judgmental to yourself and to them. I remember once I went out with this guy and it was like second time we'd... We, well, I never really used to go out with people. So like the second time I was with him, we hadn't had sex or anything at that point. And I'm chatting away to him, we were having a pizza, oh, and he no. leans across the table and took a piece of spinach out of my mouth with his finger. <laughs> Bless him. Oh no, it was one Oh, it... <laughs> What do you mean? You got the wrong way round! You thought that well, was no. going to give me the ick! It gave him the ick! No, it didn't. He, didn't se he sensitively reached over and pulled the spinach. He, just, he goes, oh, you've got a bit of spinach. And I thought, no. I was embarrassed, but I thought, wow. Who'd have thought that <laughs> all I needed to do was reach over and get some bloody spinach Now, I'll tell you what I think that is on a deep subconscious level. Do you know what I think that is? Do you like vegetables? No. Mm. I think that what it gave, like, to the pure woman in me subconsciously yeah. was, not for a minute in my head, you know, I was young, I wasn't thinking about having in a crutch. But, no, but he's going he's gonna to be there... If there's blood all over the floor, if I've got my period, if I'm pushing a baby out and I happen to poo at the same time, all these things aren't going to give him the ick. Wow, from spinach so in the teeth. So it's intimacy, yeah, it's real intimacy. It's like, how much do you want to know me? How, like, are you just going to be completely repulsed and run in the other direction and get the bus if I smell of spring onions or whatever? You know, I think on a subconscious level, it's like, oh, you really like me because you've just taken... So what happened to that relationship? Did you get the ick with him eventually? Can't remember. Okay, and the final ick repellent. God, who'd have thought taking spinach? That's in so funny. Went, oh, poor him, thinking that I was going to get rid of him, and mm. it was the other way around. So, <laughs> and the third one is mingle mindfully. You can start working toward an ick-free relationship in the dating around stage. The trick: date smart. Pursue people only if they have the same long-term goals, values, and interests as you. Any relationship can get the ick, but aligning on the biggies, for example, kids early, which we're seeing in Married yeah. at First Sight at the moment, early can lower chances of it later. Yeah, I mean, I would have the total ick if I had, if you, and we've spoken about this before in a previous podcast that we actually, you know, we were both drunkard, useless drunkards when yeah. we got married and we, we didn't have any discussions about what sort of people we were or what our aims or goals were or anything. Yeah. We just fell into a pit of snakes and sort of fought our way out, but... If, if we'd got married and had a child and then you had had very different parenting ideas to me, I would have got the complete ick. Mm. If you'd been suddenly like really strict or slapped them or anything like that, I would have been instantly repulsed. Mm. I couldn't. I just I couldn't be with a man who wants to control their children and mm. is horrible to their children, no way. Or cold with their yeah. children. Oh. I remember, and this will be my final story, I remember having a sort of romantic interlude, or really it was just a sort of crude, sort of lusty interlude for a period of time with someone. 
And I remember uh, we were working together and I remember getting into a cab with them. And as we got into the cab, we sat down in the back. I was working with her. Uh, and, you know, we were intimate at this point. And as I sat down in the back of the cab, there was an appalling smell that just kind of kicked up in the back of the car. And, I, you know, it's that terrible thing when there's only two of you, you know you haven't farted. There's glass panelling between you and the driver. See, it's not, you know, it's not the driver who's farted. And I knew she'd farted. She knew she'd farted. And we but both, she pretended she didn't. But she didn't say anything about it. Oh, because she was embarrassed. And... That was the end yeah. of that for me. Yeah, when you're young, that kind of thing can really ick you. But if only she could have heard you this morning. Eh? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so true, so true. And on that note, <laughs> I think we should go before you get the ick. I'm also going to go and get my toe seen by a chiropodist. Because I still worry about it with you. Darling, I never have got the ick from your toe. Really? Would you suck no, it I, later I, then? Yeah, Why do you have to say that? Right now I can't stand you. <laughs> Have you got the ick? Yes. Oh, shit. Because you always have to be an idiot. No. You can't just shut up. You have to take it further. Yeah, no, it's a compulsion. It's a sort of, <laughs> a sort of societal Tourette's, isn't it? I sort of just can't help myself. Actually, do you know what? I think that was quite a brave podcast. It was, actually. Mm. We'll probably get vilified. I'm sure. Anyway, guys, if you've enjoyed that, hit the thumbs up. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcast, um, Hit the five-star button or leave a nice comment or something. And if you want to actually see us, you can go to our YouTube, yeah. the Sawala Adelies, because we actually put this up as a video as well. Yeah. And um, on Instagram, I'm at Nadia Sawala and Mark is at Mark underscore Adelie, A-double-D-E-R-L-E-Y. She was looking at me desperately a little bit there because she's trying to spell it. No, I was just remembering it. It's an underscore. Oh, yeah. Wasn't. No, it is an but underscore. But also, we have a really, really fabulous sister Instagram account called the Popcorn Junkies. Yeah, check it out. 